On this week's episode, we have Retina Cubed, a Retina remake review. Yes, we talk about Emma, two versions of the Jane Austen adaptation, one from 1996 with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, and the uh, recent one with Anna Taylor Joy, uh, 2020, and yes. On an adaptation? No. Of a 200-year-old novel? No. Okay. I mean, spoiler ah! alert. If yeah. you never heard of Emma and you don't want to get spoils. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Yeah. So, two uh, movie, adap uh, two book adaptations into a movie. Or movie mm -hmm. adaptations from books. How do I say that? I would say a film adaptation. Film adaptation. Because right? the movie's the adaptation, not the book. Okay, so movie adaptation of a book mm -hmm. from Jane Austen, book named Emma. The movie is called The mm -hmm. Same. The first one is from 1996, uh, directed by, uh, what's the director's name? Directed by a person. Yes. Uh, the name Douglas McGrath. Douglas McGrath. Mm -hmm. uh, starring uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, mm -hmm. among others. Uh, also, Alan Cummings is another big name mm -hmm. on it. Um, yeah. He's probably the other big name. Oh, and a very young Tony Collette. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So let's start talking about this one. Mm -hmm. uh, you read the book, so you can tell way yes. more. Uh, than I because you not only saw both versions, but mm -hmm. you know the book. I have and moreover I have seen a third version because BBC has done their own adaptations many times yeah. over the and years. They, so, I um, think they do have a <laughs> new one out too. Yeah, there are a lot. So this is one of Jane Austen's, um, I don't remember at what point in her career she wrote this, but it's definitely one of her standout novels, one of her longest um, and most popular. Is it longest? Okay. Mm -hmm. what, what, what genre would be? Just a, a novel. Yeah. yeah. So Fiction. Is it a, a drama? Is it a comedy? Um, Some people sell it as a comedy. Yeah, I think most of... She, she kind of walks the line in most of her novels. Some lean more towards drama, some more towards comedy. This one, I would say, leans a little bit more towards comedy. Okay. Um, and Emma... Well, Emma is one of her most, I think, interesting and relatable. Um, heroines, even though and and uh, more about the novel, it's, oh. it's like it's like one of the late works and her early works. That's what I can't remember, but it does stand out for for what I was about to say. Emma, unlike most of Jane Austen's other main characters, Emma is actually very wealthy and is of like high, kind of a high rank. Even though she's not like nobility or anything, she's well respected. Usually, Jane Austen writes about like. The underdog um, women who are very like poor and kind of the lower echelons of the upper class um, but Emma's at the top of her game um, and the story I've heard is that the the king at the time was like hey why don't you write about like actual important people and she was like okay fine so she wrote this story I don't know if it's true or not though um, but she wrote this story about um, someone at the top of her game but there's a lot of uh, well anyway that's, that's a conversation for another day. Let's talk about the movie. Um, I think both of them actually did a really good job sticking to the main events of the book and also the 
kind of the point of it and like the, the the story arc and the development of the main character okay um and so there's no dramatic big changes between the book and the, both movies um i think there's a couple notable ones with the anya taylor joy yeah. version the, mo the most recent one um but as i recall there weren't like huge ones here in the in the gwyneth paltrow okay um, so uh, a quick review uh, mm -hmm. about the 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 story mm -hmm. um, so this movie is based on the book and named emma so mm -hmm. book and movies are named the same and as as the title the book is about this character named emma mm -hmm. uh, the first one is put by uh, by uh, gwyneth paltrow mm -hmm. a young very young gwyneth paltrow and it's about uh, as as you said this rich really rich uh mm -hmm. young woman how, how old do you think she would be i w i think she's 19. I can't, yeah. they On don't both? mention it in the books but i think this takes or in the movies but it takes place kind of between the ages of like 19 and 21. Yeah. so she's just become an adult her guy the movies open with her governess getting married. So her mother died a long time ago. Her older sister is married and lives elsewhere. It's just her and her dad. Her governess, who is kind of her mother figure, has just gotten married and moved out. And so now Emma is coming to her own as like the head of this household and as an adult and and kind of like the person, the top of Highbury society. Yeah, and and she she backs herself for being a uh, uh, matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, the poster for the for the Emma for for the Gwyneth Paltrow version, mm -hmm. she's actually uh, holding a bow and arrow, mm -hmm. you know, like a cupid, 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 yeah. uh, a figure. Mm -hmm. So she breaks herself on, on being a matchmaker. So mm -hmm. from the beginning of the movie to the end, she's trying to, and it's like it's I don't know some some. I heard about the movie before, but oh, Emma, the matchmaker, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was kind of like a downer because from the beginning to end, her fame that preceded her as a matchmaker, mm -hmm. it, does, it doesn't, uh, you know, because it doesn't come true. Because in the beginning, she said, I'm a matchmaker, and she works the entire movie in one case, and she feels miserably. Uh, but anyways... Yeah. So she's she's on her task, duty, and job to uh, find a love, a man, a husband for Mrs. Uh, what's the bucket? For Miss Smith. Smith, is Smith? Yeah. Harriet Smith. Yes, yeah. Harriet Smith. Yeah, uh, and put her by uh, Tony Collette in the original one. Mm -hmm. And uh, she first found a, a vicar. She found a guy, mm -hmm. and it turns Mr. out Mr. Elton. Mr. Elton. Mm -hmm. It turns out that he's actually into Emma, and Emma. No. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Harriet has a thing for a man that's actually interested in her. Mm -hmm. A name. Uh, what's his name? A farmer. Oh no! You asked and I forgot. Mr. Oh, Hayden. Shit. No. Hold on, let me just go through. Uh, I'll find him. So it's this this Marsh, far. Robert Marsh. Yeah, Robert Marsh. Yeah. So Robert Marsh is interested in Harry. No, Martin. Martin. Martin Harsh. No. Uh, Robert Martin. Robert Martin. <laughs> she read the book or something. Anyways, so uh, he is interested in her. He proposes mm -hmm. to her, but Emma convinces her 
to say no. And Emma does this, at least on the first one, mm -hmm. she does this in a very clever way uh, uh, to make Harriet says, say no, mm -hmm. but like convincing mm -hmm. Harriet that's Harriet's decision. Yeah. She's uh, like, I can't tell you. Yeah. It's your decision mm -hmm. whether or not to, you know, accept his hand or whatever. Yeah. So Harriet says no, and they keep investing in Mr. Elton. And mm -hmm. then Emma has uh, this thing for uh, one, what's his bucket? The, the Ian McGregor's. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Lincoln. Churchill. No. Churchill. Yeah. Churchill. That other great statesman. Yeah. So, uh, for Mr. Churchill, that turns out to be a, a, a not the great guy, and Emma. And is actually engaged to somebody else. Is actually engaged to somebody else, and then uh, meanwhile, Emma has this uh, friendship banter with her. Uh, what's the word for it? He's been a family friend. Um, her whole life, and then recently became her her brother-in-law, sort mm -hmm. of. Is that what you call? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's more like her sister's brother-in-law. Her okay. sister's. Yeah. In Portuguese, anyway. there's there's something like co-brother-in-law. Oh. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's technically not her brother, and so they have this thing. This is banter, and mm -hmm. they, they, they they practice bow and arrow together. Mm -hmm. He's an older man. He's like what, sixteen years older. Yes. Uh, so he's an adult already, mm -hmm. and uh, but he's he's always there. He he listens. He 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 mm -hmm. tells her. He helps her, and uh, and he's very, a very nice guy. He when Harriet is being dismissed and sort of humiliated he he's there to to help her mm -hmm. also and there's another character that's actually humiliated by uh emma on this mm -hmm. uh, uh on this picnic so it's in front of a lot of people he's there to help uh, mm -hmm. uh that lady and he goes like hard on emma but with reasons like how, yeah. why did you do that yeah you know you shouldn't do that that's a great person uh, uh, mm -hmm. and, and she's poor, you can't treat people because you have more, you can't treat people yeah. that way. And especially because of like, who you are and your status, like people look to you. Yes, um, people will yeah. follow what you say, mm -hmm. so if you treat her that way, people will treat her that way. So you mm -hmm. should be an example, uh, as you already are. So you're either good or bad example, so try to be a good one. So, and there's this guy, and they end up getting close together and close together, and they end up together and happily. Uh, ever after, but uh, meanwhile, uh, the 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 Martin guy that proposes to Harriet, mm -hmm. he he still has a thing for Harriet. In in the original movie, you actually see him more than once, mm -hmm. uh, and they they see each other, mm -hmm. and even after being has it ha having his proposal denied, he still smile, and it's clear that he has feelings for. Her. But so that's fixed, and uh, the the couple also get together. And is there mm -hmm. another couple? I mean, Mr. Elton Mr. gets, gets married, married early to, on, yeah, to someone horrible from the city, not New York. From Bath. <laughs> um, that's it, right? I think that those are yeah. three. Three couples. That's so basically, it, so yeah. the, the 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 movie ends more or mm -hmm. less in both versions with both uh, with mm -hmm. all these couples getting together, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, Emma's 
fame as matchmaker it's it's like it didn't it didn't work neither yeah. for her or for the people because yeah. the guy she end up, ends up with he's always there and it takes like forever to happen mm -hmm. the 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 guy that proposes to harriet it's like she doesn't the only thing she doesn't have she does have to do is be quiet don't say anything boom made the, the and she goes and says the wrong thing and destroy yeah. it and yeah but that's kind of the point of the movie and and kind of what jane austen does with her heroines her heroines aren't heroines because they're great people they're heroines just because they're the main character that she's writing about and they usually have some kind of major character flaw that has to be overcome in order for them to get their happy ending. Emma has to be humbled big time. She is really full of herself at the beginning and for good reason because everybody's always like, oh, Emma Woodhouse, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. And and it's Mr. Knightley who helps her and her experiences in general, but Knightley too who helps her be become much more humble and much more mature. And that's when she finally is able to, you know, have her happy ending. And we see the same thing happen in all of um, of Jane Austen's novels. So you're right, she's full of herself as a, as a matchmaker, but it, she's terrible at it. And once she acknowledges that, like, oh, actually, nope, I'm wrong, and, and lets reality happen, mm -hmm. then everybody lives happily ever after. The bow and arrow thing that she has with Knight, Mr. Knightley does not happen in the books, but it's a great visual for and a great like visual metaphor for what's happening in the stories. So we see them get together for tea and archery a couple times. And, um, you know, the first time she's a pretty good shot. Um, but then later on they're arguing and she's like missing the mark over and over and over again. Kind of like how she misses the mark with all the her matchmaking mm -hmm. attempts. <laughs> and then also the whole Cupid thing. So that that's the kind of thing I like to see in an adaptation. like. You know, working in like like visual things that maybe wouldn't work in a book or would be kind of clumsy or weird, but but something that you yeah. can do with a movie. I um, suspected that that wouldn't be in the book. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, f f uh, maybe maybe it's like on that time period, mm -hmm. like ladies. Yeah, I don't know how accurate to the time. Yeah, it ladies is. going out to shoot the bow and arrow just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ladies in sport. I, I the closest any of. Jane Austen's heroines get to sport is going on very long walks. Yes, mm -hmm. and killing zombies, uh, like you, you guys. Ah, uh, yes, that Pride classic. And, Pride and Prejudice. And zombies. And zombies. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, but but I'll, I'll let that one slide because it was such a great visual metaphor. Yeah, some 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 uh, difference that I noticed between the two movies. Uh, Emma is is. Uh, she made a lot of mistakes uh, mm -hmm. uh, on both versions, but on the first one, I felt uh, maybe it was just me. I felt was I felt there was uh, she was more like clueless, which uh, uh, is actually <laughs> is also based an on adaptation. Mm -hmm. But she was more like she was more clueless of her situation, all the situation, and, and mm -hmm. what she's trying to do, and what she need, what she need, and she could do to achieve her goal. Uh, mm -hmm. Then and then uh, being mean or insensitive. On the newer version, I felt there was more towards the insensitive 
and mm. I I have to achieve my goal, and you know people are gonna get hurt. Uh, not saying that she was evil, but it was more one was closer to 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 naivety, is mm-hmm. how I say. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the other one was uh, a little bo- a little bit more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not not so innocent, naive. Yeah. But. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's because Anna Taylor Joy's resting face is more like. Uh, I don't know. She does have like a more. And uh, we saw her in other like roles. Yeah. That she was like more like you know maybe it's uh-huh. it's the the choice of the actors. I'm not saying that 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 she she doesn't look good or she she does uh, if she didn't play the part well. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. for me it was. Uh, they they both in the middle of uh, uh, doing the right thing and the wrong thing, uh, but one is doing more because she's like dumb, or naive, and, and mm-hmm. she doesn't know better. And the other one, less. She, I think she knows a little bit better. If I mean, it feels more sure. like she's a, she's uh, 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 she's she's not bad, but it feels more like she's towards knowledge she's a little bit more conscient that that might hurt people like maybe she's more savvy but doesn't really think about long-term consequences yeah of but, what she's doing but people. yeah hmm. that's fair i would say i really even and maybe it's, a, maybe it's an actress face thing because when when emma feels sure. feels bad by by uh, hurting mrs what's, what's the bucket mrs bates Miss, mrs or bates miss bates, Ms. bates. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Emma, Emma's. Uh, she's she's like you see, there's more sadness in her than on Anna Taylor characters. Hmm. Uh, Anna Anna Taylor's joy uh, portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was something that maybe it's just because I I've seen the Gwyneth Paltrow one so many times that it that's just kind of become the way I think about Emma. Um, versus this this newer version with Anya Taylor Joy is much newer, um, but the they made some decisions about not just her, her character but also Mr. Knightley the, this newer version of Mr. Knightley um, that I wasn't super crazy about. They kind of there are even a couple lines where they reference like prejudice, which was interesting because I feel like they turned Mr. Knightley into more of a Mr. Darcy character mm-hmm. from Pride and Prejudice. Um, and the two characters are so different. Like they're both a little antisocial, both not super into like social societal norms, um, but but so different. Mr. Knightley is like friendly and personable and kind and warm, and Mr. Darcy is not. Um, and 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 in this this newer version of Emma, they they changed his character to be a lot more like Mr. Darcy, and so his relationship with Emma is a little bit more combative throughout the film instead of like a, a good friend and a mentor um it's more like combative um and like they're kind of annoyed by each other but they still really care about each other and eventually they get over that um get over the annoyance part um so i feel like that really that relationship it was like elizabeth and darcy stuck into the world of emma still made for a great film really entertaining story and everything but as far as like an adaptation goes there were definitely some notable changes there yeah um in terms of costume design and set set design and stuff i think 
this newer version was spectacular. You could tell there were like some deep dives into um, Regency England, like architecture and interior design and, and, and like the costumes and the dresses and the fashion. Um, like I feel like this, this costume designer really did her homework as someone with a slight obsession and someone who's done a lot of that homework myself. Um, it looked fantastic and it didn't seem as dated. The 1996 version, like you can kind of tell it was made in 1996 just based on like some of the sets and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, like it, it shows, it was lovely. the idea was both to be made it to look like it was back in the day. It was, if but 1996 version looked like 1996, they sucked because... Well, it looked, it looked like what someone in 1996 would want it to look like. Like, like when you watch historical films, you can... Sometimes a, a film that's set in another time period can also tell you a lot about the time period it was made. Does that make sure, sense? yeah. Right, and like their perception of it and like the aspects of that time period's like style and things that they that they bring out. All I'm saying is like Highbury and Emma's house, there was like a lot of like shabby chic stuff going on. It was just very 90s. <laughs> like a very 90s version of Regency England. Again, it was lovely. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying you can tell. Whereas this one was like aggressively Regency in a really delightful way. But like you the think, colors, like some of the, like the collars that I'm wearing. But you think, you think, you think, this, so you're saying the new one was more accurate or mm -hmm. you're thinking like in 20 years from now, they're gonna make some, they're gonna be more accurate or gonna still have marks at that time? That's a good point. It could be that 20 years from now, I'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, you can tell this has got 2020 all over it. I mean, it does have some stuff uh, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, a lot of uh, film buffs and, and, and critics and, and fans uh, I noticed it's like the, mm -hmm. the use of color yellow, uh, which was was mm -hmm. well done. It's like in numerous uh, moments of, of the film, mm -hmm. and some people right away uh, quoted and mentioned uh, there was uh, Wes Anderson <coughs> movies. You know the use of yellow, how he used yellow in his movies, mm -hmm. and so it was like a reference that definitely is like oh these people in the in the late. Uh, in the early 2020s, uh, late 2010s, uh, uh, and their inspiration for Wes Anderson, <laughs> you know, like film students love Wes Anderson, they mm -hmm. all want to do stuff like him. And so maybe in the future they're gonna watch this Emma and says so like, hey, wait a minute, I know when this was made. So maybe something like that. That's, yeah, and that's that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I still think it was spectacular. It was. The movie was nominated for uh, Oscars mm -hmm. for Best uh, make Hair and Makeup. Mm -hmm. And uh, so custom design, set design, whatever they call it. Uh, it lost to, to a, a movie that, for me, is curious. that uh, Because it was really beautiful. It, it, it's curious how it lost for Ma Rainey's whatever. I can't remember the oh, name. Oh, interesting. Uh, and that movie is entirely set on a stage, which is... It's not the same as no. you know, uh, looking for a location yeah. or even uh, uh, working the, the the design designing the set inside the location and also the clothes and the light you use mm -hmm. uh, uh, to all that on location. <coughs> 
inside or out mm-hmm. it's completely different than us than us uh, doing all that on the stage mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it's, it's something for our future considerations and yeah. and uh expanding the category or i don't know e- either sure. way it didn't it didn't win but it was clearly a a, a big contender yeah and yeah it was i got nothing to add to it except yeah. yes he's right yeah, fun trivia about the, the one of the difference from the original movie and from the book is mm-hmm. that when uh, Mr. Knightley finally proposed under the the peach tree yeah. or whatever tree there was, uh-huh. I don't know. I didn't read the book. <laughs> I don't have to know. Like but it's probably an oak. I don't remember. Okay. The so. name, but I would guess an oak. Uh, it's in English. Anyways, uh, the Emma Emma's nose starts bleeding. That's mm-hmm. not the book. Or, it's not the book. Or, or on the previous version. What happened was, uh, apparently that happened to the director. Oh, the director for the second one, I can't remember her name, it was a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that happens to her from time to time and she gets nervous on like crazy situations. So she thought it would be interesting to make that happen to her, Emma. And Autumn the Wild. Yeah. Uh, and Autumn of the Wild. Oh, yes. oh, Autumn, Autumn the Wild, Wild. which is the, the director. Huh, that's such a big name. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Autumn the Wild, the fall of the wild. Anyways, uh, and but it works. I don't think it it didn't take anything from the movie, or I didn't think it add anything too. But I guess it was a a nice little uh, visual cameo. It was a personal touch. Visual, yeah. yeah thing that she put her touch there mm-hmm. once you I can't believe I, I didn't think to talk about this sooner it was the music huge difference in music between the two films the first one is a Rachel Portman soundtrack and I love her but like you can see Rachel Portman coming from like miles away um, and it's, it's lovely um, it's lovely but this newer version um has they use a lot of like very period music um but they switch back and forth like every now and then it's like opera and then sometimes it's like folk t- folk tunes or hymns it's that's pretty it's, it's it, they, yeah. they find some interesting choirs of uh church folk mm-hmm. uh, rural england uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the the if it's if it's uh, time appropriate. You know, I don't know. Maybe some of those songs, so. maybe some of the songs came after that period. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it works. It works, and it gives you like a nice auditory cue. Like if if you're somehow missing it from what you're watching and from what's happening, um, it gives you a nice auditory clue that like, hey, this movie is about class and like social structure and that's like the like the major driving influence in the plot and it tells you when we're switching from like the high class like upper class and their silliness and like the lower classes and their issues um you know like harriet smith and robert martin always get a good like hymn a good anglican hymn and emma at her parties get these like silly or like little opera bits another thing about the new version of bill nye his performance as Mr. Woodhouse cannot go overlooked. Yeah. It was hilarious. A little distracting at times because Bill Nye can't help but be Bill Nye. 
but it was so funny and it's just he took what that they took a little a small role that Jane Austen wrote as like this this funny old man who really just wishes that nothing would ever change and all his kids would stay home and that all the drafts would go away and just expanded it into Is the this draft whole... a thing in the book? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's always calling the, the the pharmacist and and the or the apothecary and he's always worrying about drafts. He's always got like blankets on him and is worrying about people eating food that's too rich. Yeah. It's straight from the book, but then Bill and I just took this and then like made it huge and big. Almost stole the show. Not quite, but Yeah. On the in the and even on the plot the development uh, uh, to mm -hmm. the point that Emma can't leave uh, uh, that place because mm -hmm. she has to care of her father. And on the region, it feels like he's a fragile one, a fragile man. Sorry, he's a fragile man that needs you know to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, on 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 the newer one, he's more like this this dude this is crazy. He cannot believe he be left by himself. <laughs> So, so it works in the plot in some yeah. way. So, uh, uh, just just a quick bit uh, on the on the on the casting. Oh, mm -hmm. we have Bill Nye, you have uh, Anya Taylor Joy mm -hmm. on this on this newer version. We have uh, what's his name, Josh. Uh, he was the Prince of Wales on on oh, on, on yes. the oh, I can't remember the name. It's, oh uh, my gosh, I can't remember his name. Josh, uh, wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, you're not gonna find nope, it. No, keep waiting. <laughs> there he is, uh, Josh O'Connor. Josh O'Connor. Was Mr. Uh, Elton. Oh, what a fun, funny, funny thing about the cast is like this kid that was also in the crowd and was on the the boy that the, the wanted to be king or will be king. Can't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, he's there as one of the servants, and mm -hmm. he's at this point he's like. You know, he's famous enough to have lines in the movie. He doesn't have one single line. Single line. And yet yeah. delivers a truly comedic performance. Yes. He doesn't say yeah. a thing, but just like facial expression uh -huh. and staging. So funny. Yeah. Uh, back to the original, you have Ian McGregor uh, uh, mm -hmm. as, as Gwyneth Paltrow. And as, as Frank Churchill. Huh? And we have him as we have her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. He wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, was yeah. as we have Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. uh, also, any other big big names? Um, Alan Cummings, I mentioned. Uh -huh. Elton. There's definitely a lot of familiar faces. There's a couple of big names. Uh, just but. just some 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 uh, production aspects. Uh, a couple uh, uh, before we close. Mm -hmm. There's. There's uh, there's more scenes of the church inside the church on the newer one, mm -hmm. and it was nicely done. And uh, the movie is structured is uh, is structured in chapters. In the other four seasons, it goes from, from I can't mm -hmm. remember which one is first, but it summer. goes it goes from summer to spring. Okay, so it goes summer, uh, uh, <coughs> fall, winter, spring. fall, winter, spring. Mm -hmm. And yeah, anything else? I don't think so. I think they're both delightful. They both kind of draw in different aspects. They both take their own liberties, but but overall, I think are fairly true to the original material. Yeah. Um, and not knowing the book, I, mm -hmm. I think you said it was the longest. So I'm uh, uh, right now even more less interested in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it was a light. 
mm-hmm. uh, viewing or like watching is mm-hmm. uh, not too dramatic. No. It's not too funny. Uh, it's it's ba- it's balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's entertaining, fun. Yeah. They're delightful, yeah. pleasant, entirely appropriate for yeah um, the whole if, family yeah, yeah you can watch it with kids with little kids mm-hmm. they might not be super interested in yeah. the intricacies of a conversation but mm-hmm. that's fine but yeah so emma uh it's uh if you want to check one or both they both available on hbo max uh so yeah you can go there and check and that's then that was our Retina review was Retina remake review. Retina remake review. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I created that. You did. Uh, (laughs) iCube for this week Mm -hmm. episode. Uh if there's nothing else. No, I think we're good. Okay. We see you next time Mm -hmm. uh with reviews. Uh and pop culture. Mm -hmm. News and entertainment and all that. You know. Mm-hmm. We never know what else, what we <laughs> gonna come up with next. Yeah. So see you next week. Live long and prosper. Bye. Bye.